For 91.9 KVCR News, I'm Sharina Wad. A federal program that helps nearly 3 million Californians afford high-speed internet could end if Congress doesn't act soon. But Californians can still get at least one more round of support, as long as they apply by this Wednesday, February 7th. CalMatters tech reporter Kari Johnson explains. When we look at the numbers in California, we can see how important the Affordable Connectivity Program is. In December 2021, there were 1 million people enrolled. Today, there's 2.9 million. This program would give roughly $30 a month or up to $75 a month on qualifying tribal lands support for high-speed broadband access. If they meet the deadline on Wednesday evening, people can receive up to three months of coverage. Of course, if the funding is extended by Congress, then that would be considerably more time. CalMatters' Kari Johnson. You can check whether you're eligible for this broadband assistance at affordableconnectivity.gov. South Mount Vernon Avenue from Grand Terrace Road to the I-215 on off-ramp will be temporarily closed to traffic in both directions while workers from the city of Colton remove dirt and mud that slid onto the surface of the road. They expect to complete the cleanup and open the road by mid-afternoon today. Vote-by-mail ballots are on the way to Inland Empire voters for the March 5th primary election. 1.3 million have been sent out in Riverside County. Completed ballots can be returned via the Postal Service. Voters who return their ballot by mail are not required to include postage on the return envelope. Ballots can be deposited at local civic centers or at official vote-by-mail drop-off boxes. If returned by mail, ballots must be postmarked on or before Election Day and received no later than seven days after Election Day. Ballots can be dropped off at any vote center no later than the close of the polls at 8 p.m. on March 5th. Groups that fight to protect public lands are praising first-of-their-kind moves to protect old-growth forests on U.S. Forest Service land. Suzanne Potter of California News Service explains. The Biden administration is proposing to amend all 128 forest land management plans to conserve and steward old growth trees rather than managing them primarily for recreation and economic gain. Ben Blom with the Save the Redwoods League says this represents a big change in forest service land management. There has been, you know, a long history of logging of old growth forests on national forest lands, less than 5% of old-growth forest remains, and what remains is incredibly important to protect and steward. The forests will still be actively managed with prescribed burns to clear out dead wood. A series of devastating fires a few years ago in California's Sierra Nevada range incinerated close to 20 percent of the world's giant sequoia trees. Blom says California's groves of old-growth trees also are vital in the fight against climate change. Old-growth redwood forests store more carbon above ground than any forest in the world. And the second most dense forest in terms of carbon storage is giant sequoias. The changes would not affect private land or areas managed by states or by the Bureau of Land Management. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is expected to issue a proposal and a draft environmental impact statement in May, which will kick off a 90-day public comment period. For California News Service, I'm Suzanne Potter. Investigators at the state legislature's Workplace Conduct Unit have resolved 96% of the complaints the unit has gotten since it launched in 2019. That's according to a new report out this month from top legislative leaders. 
Lawmakers created the Workplace Conduct Unit in the wake of the Me Too movement, so staffers and others could report misconduct that happens at the Capitol. Though the report says the bulk of the complaints have been resolved, it doesn't include the outcomes of the cases or records of any substantiated complaints. For 91.9 KBCR News, I'm Sharina Wad.